What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another fun and exciting episode of the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. It is me, Dr. Derek Williams, your host for the day. Thank you for joining and being with me for a period of time. At the Lifestyle Practice, we specialize in helping dentists to achieve their ideal practice and lifestyle in harmony, working together, getting the practice to really be firing on all cylinders to be able to create your ideal lifestyle. So today I'm going to share a few things with you that I've been learning lately and some lessons, some things that I've applied well in my practice and in my life and some things that I could probably do better on. If you listened to my last episode, you heard me talk about my new coach, Steve Hardison. It's been an incredible experience. I've had a lot of you that have reached out to me, asked a lot of questions in a lot of different arenas, and I appreciate the questions and the connection. So I want to try and share a few little things here and there, but at the same time, I don't want to be preaching something else that feels a little bit off base from what my core message is. And the core message is what I said at the beginning is that we as dentists have a lot more control and power over our lives than we think that we do. We have an incredible opportunity to have a license to be able to be in ownership and to create our ideal lifestyle. And it really is pretty limitless as far as what you want to create in your life. So let me get into that a little bit and share kind of where I'm coming from at this point. So I've now been working with Steve Hardison for about two months. I've had four coaching sessions with him. This last weekend, I attended an event. It's called the Ultimate Event. If you're interested in any of these kind of things, you can go to beingmovement.com and that will give you a little bit of intro and like let you know kind of some other things. But there is an event again in Phoenix next year in January, which I plan on going to and would love it if anyone else wanted to come to it. It's a really cool group. So Steve Hardison is my coach, but this group and this event was not created by him. There's a book written about him, but not written by him. And a lot of this is all just coming from people that have been very influenced and are very grateful and appreciative to him and have kind of created other things in an effort to try and help others to experience that way of life, that way of thinking, that transformation. So this event in Phoenix was the same thing where it's just a bunch of people. It's not put on by any specific group or organization. All of the proceeds go to a charity group. So it's really kind of a cool feel. It was the first time I've ever been to an event like that where I didn't feel any kind of pressure to change or believe anything or accept anything or buy anything. Really, really cool. Really, really fun. My wife and I both went together and learned a lot of things, experienced a lot of things while we were there. So we plan to go again next year. They have another event coming up in May in Birmingham, England. If any of you are interested and want to look into that, you can. Anyway, let me get into today's content. I want to share one of the things that I have learned through my coaching experience that was a little bit further developed in this getaway, this retreat conference type of thing in Phoenix just this last weekend, January 26th and 27th. So let me let me talk about that a little bit. The idea is basically 
that the one of the greatest things that you can do as a leader, as someone that has the potential to be influential, someone that has the potential to inspire others around you in your life, whether that is friends, acquaintances, family members, employees, employers, whatever that is, this is kind of setting up a way to really enjoy life in a different way, take the pressure off, and ultimately accelerate and increase your leadership. And that idea is to lead your team by listening and staying curious. And this is something that I learned early on in my session with Steve, my my very first coaching session with Steve. We're talking and he starts to share an analogy with me. And I interrupted him and I said, oh yeah, I've, I've heard you say this before. I watched it in a YouTube video of, of a conversation between you and another guy. And he kind of paused and smiled and he said, what do you think happens in your mind when you say, oh, I've heard this before? And <laughs> it caught me off guard. I thought, oh wow, I could see what was happening in my mind. When I recognize or when I say oh, I've heard this before, all of a sudden I kind of like turn off my engagement. I turn off my listening and attentiveness. And that was such a cool lesson for me. And I've been able to apply that in so many ways. And I'm excited to talk about that in this episode today because I think it's such an incredible lesson. The other point that I want to combine into this episode is the idea of staying curious. At this event in Phoenix last weekend, there was a guy that spoke. His name is Rich Habits. Yeah, kind of funny name that he's also in the financial space. He's basically a business consultant, works with a lot of high-level CEOs. His last name is spelled H-A-B-E-T-S. Really fun guy, engaging guy to listen to. And he basically shared the idea that we can lead our teams by staying curious, that we can get a higher amount of performance out of others by staying curious. He talked about a CEO that he worked with and the CEO complained about his employees, his team. They were not on board. They didn't understand his vision. And so uh, Rich went in and he said, okay, let me go into a business meeting with you and I'll just observe. So he goes in and it's like 15 people and people talk and stuff. And the CEO interrupts time and time again and says, no, 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 that's not, you guys are off track. Listen, this is what we need to do. You guys aren't listening. You're not paying attention. We've tried that before. That doesn't work. And so basically kind of just getting on his team. And uh, so they had a break and Rich told him, he said, okay, When we go back in here, I want you to do one thing. I want you to introduce, just kind of share what you want to hear from the team. And then I want you to just stay silent. I don't want you to add any feedback. I want you to just let the team completely talk and discuss their ideas between each other. So I went and did it. And he said he could tell, I mean, the CEO is just getting restless. He's like biting his tongue. He's tapping his foot on the ground. And he lasted about 30 minutes until he jumped into the conversation. He said, okay. This was such a waste of time. You guys are so off track. You're talking about this, but that's not the issue. This is the issue. And jumps in, completely destroys any of the progress that was taking place as far as collaboration among the team. 
So Rich ended up working with the guy and the, and the guy opened was open to being coached and in changing himself, realized that the issue was not his team. Obviously, you can tell by listening that it was him. And the way that Rich taught him how to approach things differently is by staying curious. So let me share a few different ways that you can kind of stay curious, that you can kind of apply these principles. I'm going to focus specifically on your team, addressing you as the dental practice owner, but this also applies in a lot of other situations in life, which I will talk about a little bit as well. So the first step in recognizing that you are not listening or that you are not being curious is you can kind of recognize some of the things that are going on in your head. Anytime you start to think, oh, I've heard this before. Anytime you start to think, oh, I know what they're going to say. Anytime you think, oh, okay, this is how I'm going to respond. They're making this point and I'm going to go this way. I'm going to go this direction. Oh yeah, this is going to be so good. Anytime you have any of those thoughts, you are turning off the engagement in your brain. You are turning off the listening. You are turning off the curiosity inside of you, okay? What I want you to do is to take a step back and I want your sole goal to be to really try and understand what your team is saying. Where are they coming from? Ask questions. Get curious about it. Asking questions like, tell me more about this. I was following you on this part, but then when you talked about this, I kind of got a little bit lost. Tell me more about what you're going through in this part of the job, in this part of the process. Help me understand this more. That's a very good phrase to say, help me understand what you're seeing. Help me understand what you're going through in this situation. Those are very good phrases to use to give your team the space to open up and to share with you and be honest and vulnerable. Another great one that I love, and I use this a lot, is, okay, let me explain it back to you the way that I'm hearing you say it, and then you can correct me any way that what I'm saying is not matching up with what you are thinking. Let's make sure that we're on the same page before we move on to the next step. If any of you have ever had anyone do that to you, it's also incredibly fulfilling as far as like feeling like someone is really listening to you, they're really trying to understand where you're coming from. Why? Let's talk about why. Why do we want to do this? Why do we want to be curious? I mean, I already gave the example of the CEO, and I think all of us have seen people in our lives when they come at us and they are telling us, I know better than you. You got to listen up. Just do what I say. And if you do what I say, things will work out. But you have to trust me. And that's actually maybe a nice version of how some people might say that type of thing. But I want you to reflect on that. Anytime you've ever been told that by anyone, what percentage of the time is it actually meaningful? What percentage of the time that you hear a message like that, are you actually being open versus just feeling like something is being crammed down your throat? And contrast that to a time when you feel like someone is really just listening and really just trying to understand you. What's your response in that situation? A lot of times 
we will find ourselves finding our own answers and our own solutions. And we will find ourselves being willing to ask for advice, ask for help. If someone is really trying to understand us, we feel so much more comfortable and we feel the acceptance from that person giving us the space to say, hey, what do you think? I mean, I've told you what I think and my thoughts. What do you think? Do you have any ideas? To approach these conversations in curiosity is so beneficial. I almost always assume that whoever I'm talking to or whatever room I'm in or whatever, I almost always assume that there is someone that probably has a smarter approach or a different way of looking at things that I could benefit from. And that keeps me open-minded. That allows me to continue to pivot, to try and change and adapt my life, my way of thinking, to continue to try and improve myself. If I'm in a situation and I'm thinking, yeah, I've got life figured out, man, these people, they haven't done what I've done. I've done this. They should be asking me questions. How come they're not asking me? Oh man, they're just not wise. That's why. It's because they don't get it. They don't realize the wisdom that's inside of me. Okay, you get the idea. When I do that, I am closing myself off to learning. I am turning off the engagement, turning off the listening. And your teams have good ideas. Your teams are on the front lines and are seeing things that you don't see in the day-to-day. You're back drilling on the teeth, listening to the TV or whatever, whatever is going on working on getting it done, you don't deal with 90% of the problems that go on in your practice day to day. And if you will allow your team members to open up and to share things, and you will allow yourself to get curious about it and to approach it as a team, to get on their side and think, let's do this together. Let's brainstorm. Let's come up with some ideas. That is going to transform your leadership. Your staff is going to have more trust in you. They are going to enjoy coming to work. It's going to change the culture. And guess what? If you're being open to their ideas, it's going to lead to higher performance than you could have done implementing your own ideas of what you thought was the best way to go. So while I was at this conference, I really enjoyed Rich's thoughts. And I went and found him during a lunch break. He was sitting talking to another guy and I just introduced myself and asked if I could join in the conversation. Because I had a question. I said, how do you find a balance in leadership with being open to other people's ideas, to your employees' ideas, but also having high expectations? You know, there's times you're probably going to have to let someone go. You're going to have to hold the line. You're going to have to put your expectations in place and draw a line in the sand and move forward in that way. And I was really, interestingly, Rich said, well, I don't know. This guy might be able to answer you. I think they were friends. But the other guy said, I think that it's a lot about staying curious. In that moment, even when you're having those thoughts, allow yourself to be curious about it. Don't think, oh, should I? Am I being a pushover? Should I be doing this? Should I be doing this? Be curious about it. Think in curiosity. Think huh, I wonder, is this person the right fit for my team? How could I help this person? What am I not understanding about their life 
or about this situation? What are different options that we could approach this in? How could I have this kind of conversation with an employee? Do you think, you, I'm talking to you, the listener, do you think that it's possible to actually let someone go out of curiosity, coming from the space of being curious? I think, yes. I mean, at some point, you're probably going to have to say, hey, I've made the decision to let you go. But I think you could have conversations leading up to that saying something along the lines of, Jane, I'm curious if you think our office is the best fit for you. What are your thoughts? Man, can you imagine an employee's response to that? Like, that's like the most loving and curious way to ask the question of like, hey, do you think that you're the right person to be here? But you're phrasing it another way. You're saying, I'm curious if you think that our office is the best fit for you. There's no guilt. You're not putting any guilt on that other person, but it's just a way of finding out, do things fit? Can we make this work? Can we make this fit? If not, hey, that's okay if we got to go a different direction. And I had a conversation very similar to that with one of my employees. Basically, there was some things that were happening I wasn't happy with. I knew that it wasn't creating the culture and environment in the office that I wanted to have. And so I had a conversation. I said, look, you know, this is what's going on and this is what it's creating in the office. And it's not the kind of office and environment that I want to have. I love who you are in my practice. I love what you add. You honestly make my life so much easier by all the things that you take care of. And I appreciate it so much. Honestly, I want you to stay. I want you to be here. But if we're going to make this work, we've got to figure out a way to make some changes. What are your thoughts? In that conversation, I'm basically laying the groundwork saying, look, I'm getting ready to let you go. I'm getting ready to fire you. But when I'm having that conversation, I mean, even right now, I get a little bit emotional. When I'm having that conversation, I am truly thinking of that employee and I'm caring for her. And I know that some of the challenges that she's got is creating these challenges in the office as well. And I want what's best for her and I want what's best for the office. And that was a really cool experience for me. And I'm grateful that she took responsibility and she said, you're right. I know. I know. I know that I can do this. And I know, you know, she figured it out on her own. I didn't come up with a solution. All I did is had the conversation with her. She was one of my greatest employees and we had a great relationship. I still text her to this day and check in. You know, I was texting her just a couple days ago. Anyway, what I want to point out is that you can approach things with curiosity and with listening and with open-mindedness much more than you think that you can. So much of the time we think that leaders are hard-nosed, driven people, that it's my way or the highway, and it's just not true. It's not true. Thank you for listening. At this point, I'm going to share a few kind of personal experiences. So if you came here just for the business and the practice ownership stuff, feel free to just be done with the episode. You don't have to keep listening at this point. All of these areas that I'm going through with coaching for myself have to do with changing who I am as a person. And ultimately, it's not actually changing who I am. It's actually allowing myself to become more of who I always have been.
which may sound like a strange idea, but that's kind of what this being movement, everything that I'm kind of getting into, that's what this is all about. It's about love and acceptance of ourselves that allow us to be completely authentic and genuine. So you can imagine that if that's the process that I'm going through, it's spilling over, bleeding over into all aspects of my life with strangers, people that I don't know that I go out and meet with people on my social media, with my wife, with my children, with my clients that I'm coaching. Like I said, it's bleeding over into every area of my life. So let me share some of these personal examples with you as far as like how I'm staying curious and how I am listening. So the first is with my children. Really quickly, I actually have for a long time have been relatively good at this in this regard with my kids as far as not just always assuming that I'm right. I've been pretty good at listening to my kids and staying curious, but I'm doing it even more so now. With what I said before where when I was talking about how you can pay attention to your thoughts in your head and you can listen to yourself and you can kind of decide, oh, is this, you can catch yourself not listening. Anytime one of my kids comes up to me and I think, you know, they start talking and I think, oh yeah, I know what they're going to say. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah, I know what, I know what their experience is about or crying and, oh yeah, he's crying again. He's blah, 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 blah. Anytime those thoughts go in my head, I stop listening as a father. I'm no longer engaged with them. And that's what has allowed me to kind of take things to the next level. I am a capitalist, an entrepreneur at heart. This idea from from Ray Dalio as far as idea meritocracy has to do with listening to all of the ideas and then making a decision. So I try and do that with my kids. If I think, hey, this is probably a good direction we go, Most of the time, I don't come to them and say, this is what we're going to do. Most of the time I say, hey, I have some thoughts I want to share with you guys. You know, this is what I'm seeing. Do you guys see the same thing? What do you think? What do we want our family to be like? How do we want to grow? What do we want our, our environment to be like? And that very much changes my relationship with them. It makes me enjoy their presence and their thoughts and who they are and how they can influence me and allow me to grow rather than just seeing myself as I'm the dad. It's my job to tell them what to do and and how to live and give them everything that they need for their instruction manual for life. So that's been a lot of fun for me. The other area is with clients and it's totally changed not only my relationships, but my approach. When I can come to a coaching call and I can be completely curious it allows me to be open, to really, really listen and understand the client. There have been some times in the last month where even a year ago, I would have said, hey, this is the answer. This is what you need to do. This is what we're going to do. Are you listening to me? Are you writing this down? Are you going to do it? That would have been the approach. And I still do think that there probably are some times that are appropriate to have an approach like that, to say something along the lines of, Hey, I mean, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I think makes the most sense. How do you feel about that? What are your thoughts? So I still definitely push when I feel 
the need to. Clients are paying me money to help them to reach higher levels of success and performance. And so I am willing to put myself out there as far as letting clients know what they should be doing in my perspective. But ultimately, if they're not supportive of the idea, it's not going to go anywhere. So I have to make sure that we're both on the same page, that we're both on board together. So this was a cool experience to me recently where I had a dentist on the phone during a call. I'm just going to call him John. John is in a very competitive market and he's explaining to me a situation with his front desk. He overheard his front desk talking about financial arrangements with patients and he didn't like the way that she was talking about things. It made him cringe a little bit, but he wasn't really sure how to help her and to overcome those things. And so I just and just listened. I asked some more questions. And then I asked him, I said, what about your feelings about finances? Let's talk a little bit about your ideas in this situation. Do you feel, based on what she's saying and how she's explaining this, she probably feels this, and these are her concerns and fears and limiting beliefs. Do you have any of those as well? And he's like, oh, well, yeah, I do. I'm always afraid of this. And when I was growing up, blah, blah, blah. And so he shares and being able to ask these kinds of questions and to, to look inward is what's going to allow for, for greater growth. You can do some of those things on the outside, but if you don't change who you're being on the inside, those outside things are going to be much more fleeting. So we worked on things together. I gave him a book to read and said, okay, you know, based on what you're going through and what I'm hearing, I think this book would be really good for you. I want you to read it with an open mind and then let's talk again. The next time we talked, it was totally different. He said, I had no idea that these beliefs were going on inside of my head. I've read the book and there were parts that were weird, but I stayed open-minded. And he's like, I have had more peace in my life in the last two weeks since I've read the book than I have for a long time. And he's like, and that peace is spilling over into my family life. Like he was kind of caught off guard. It was a really cool experience where he recognized that there was some limiting beliefs that were in play and they're just always kind of in the back of your mind. They're in the subconscious. We don't recognize them. He pulls that out. He's able to recognize it and start to kind of transform and change that goes back into the subconscious and it starts to make life a little bit more enjoyable for him. It's a really cool experience. And that comes from two-way listening. It comes from me really listening and trying to understand him and from him really listening and trying to explore with me. We're both being curious in this process together. It's not just about me, not just about John. It's about both of us together. I had another call probably a week ago where most of the time in my coaching calls, we end up focusing it's probably like, I don't know, I'd say 60 to 70% on the dues, the technicalities of the office, the numbers. Here's what we're working through. Here's what our goals were for last month and how we're going to adapt it this month. What are we going to train the team on? Like, it's a lot of stuff kind of focused around that. And then there's probably 30% that's kind of like mindset type of things and kind of working on stuff like that. I got on this call with a client and we ended up having our basically 95% of our call focused on just mindset and delving into these kinds of questions. Why do you think that you see it this way? 
Do you think that there's another way to view this situation? What are some of the deeper beliefs that are inside of you that are kind of leading to these actions on the outside? Man, it was a fun coaching call. It's really an, an interesting experience for me to go through something differently. And the cool thing about it is that when you can go in and you can change the deeper things of what's going on beneath, you're going to have way more results than if you're focusing on like a different metric or you're implementing one tactic to change things. It can be a bit of the chicken and the egg. You can change some of the beliefs that you have and it can lead to some of the outward doing things. You can change some of the outward doing things and those things can help you to actually believe and change those beliefs. So it's a little bit of both. My coach, Steve Hardison says, the chicken and the egg, I don't care. I eat them both. (laughs) And so I like that thought. So the key takeaways today are, like I said, to lead by listening and staying curious. I love those thoughts and I plan to approach every day for the rest of my life with those intentions and coming from that place. So thank you everyone for listening and being with me for a period of time. Thank you for the experiences that you are growing, how you're growing your practice. As always, feel free to reach out and ask questions as far as how we could work more closely together. Derek, D-E-R-E-K at thelifestylepractice.com. Take care, everyone, and we will talk to you next time.